The first reading we had was from Jeremiah. And it's one of those passages that I really like, except you really did not get the full flavor of it. The last part that you heard was, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. Okay? Do you know what follows that? Cursed be the day on which I was born. May the day my mother gave me birth never be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, a son, a child is born to you. Um, a little bit farther down. Then my mother would have been my grave, her womb confining me forever. Why did I come forth from the womb to see sorrow and pain to end my days in shame? That's the end of that little talk. Um, why I say kind of like that is because a lot of times people say they got angry with God and they feel bad about getting angry with God. I just like to ask the question is, how great do you think your anger is? Do you think it's enough to fill this building? Do you think it's enough to fill the town of Muncie? Do you think you can fill the state of Indiana? Um, do you think your anger, temper tantrum, whatever it was, is going to impact the creator of the entire universe? It's like if a child has a temper, temper tantrum, what do you usually do? Tell the child to get lost and leave or send them to the room to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Most likely they're tired, they're worn out, they're exhausted. Maybe they had all they could take and maybe sometimes we have all we can take and handle and just need sometimes just to just express it to blow it all out and just let it, let it go and then be relieved. But do you think God would get angry with that? He knows us, he knows us so well. So I don't think our God gets angry in turn over our little temper tantrums or the times we might have gotten very upset. I don't think it really affects him he knows what we're dealing with. He knows how stressed we might be. He knows all the difficulties with which we struggle. So, if, if you thought God had, was angry at you for getting angry, um, let it go. He can handle it, okay? Um, I liked one of the saints, I think it was St. Teresa saying, uh, God, if you treat your friends like this, no wonder you have so few. <laughs> so anyway, just want to leave that in pass. Um, I want to lead in the story into the second reading because um, this really bothered me, but I just wondered how many people actually believed it. I was in another parish, I won't say which one it was, and the pastor and I were coming back from a, from a meeting, and he said, do you have the, the Mass tonight? It was Vigil for All Saints Day. And I said, no, the, the other priest has it. He said, oh, I wanted you to have it. I said, well, 
when we were talking about it, that's who got assigned. Um, I said, well, it's All, All Saints Day. You can't mess up All Saints Day. Well, I went over and I listened to the sermon. My God, he did. I actually heard this with my own ears, otherwise I wouldn't believe it. If you believe there are millions of people in heaven, there are, billion, there are billions more in hell. I got, that's heretical. <laughs> that's totally heretical, saying that the power of sin would be greater than the power of God. That's heretical. And that's why in the second reading today, St. Paul is saying, if sin had the power to bring about death, and death everyone dies, and that came as a result of sin, how much more is the grace and the gracious love of Christ, of Jesus Christ, greater than that of sin? So if all have been affected by sin, and that led to the death of all, doesn't the power of the love of Christ, isn't that greater? And how, yes, people may be affected by sin, but they're actually even more affected by the grace and love of Jesus Christ. That's... I'll read it so... But the gift is not like the transgression. If by the transgression of the one many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? Yes, sin may have affected all of us, but the grace and graciousness of our Lord Jesus Christ is even greater than the power of sin and the gift is greater than the power of sin that caused death. If sin was able to cause a death in the human family, the gift of grace poured out on the human family is even greater than that. So it's not every person in a way not only affected by sin, but are they not even more affected by the gracious gift of the love of God even more. So I just, just when I heard that priest say that, oh, I, I could not believe it. So if anyone ever hears that or says that, please tell them that's so heretical. That's trying to claim the power of sin is greater than the power of God. So I just, that's why when this passage comes up, I like to remind people of that. In the gospel today, what does Jesus say to us? Do not be afraid. He said, fear no one. Fear no one. Fear, um, he said, if you're going to be afraid, then don't be afraid of the person that can only destroy the body. Be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Who would that be? Only our Heavenly Father. But then he goes on to say, 
but for your heavenly Father. Even a sparrow does not die without your Father's awareness. And every hair of your head has been counted. Every part of your being, every part of your person is known to our Heavenly Father. There's nothing about us that he does not know. And there's nothing that we can go through or encounter or suffer that he does not suffer as well. Even Christ made it clear that he suffers with the human family. Where the human family is suffering, the Lord himself is suffering. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was in prison and you visited me. Um, every suffering, whatever it might be, our Lord encounters that and experiences that with us and with the human family. The suffering, injustice in our fam human family, Christ himself experiences the effect of that injustice. And he experiences it in all those who are experiencing the injustice. But he's giving us that image, every hair of your head is counted, so do not be afraid, do not be afraid of your heavenly Father. Know you are cherished by him. See, fear of God came in through the story of Adam and Eve. They walked kindly and talked, you know, regularly in the Garden of Eden. And then when they sinned, they hid because they were afraid. That fear came from their sin, not because God was violent or going to destroy them, but the fear came from the sin. That's what brought the fear. So Christ is saying, fear no one. And just maybe ask, we can ask ourselves for the week, you know, where does fear have a control over us? Where does fear have power over us? How many times the, a lot of mistakes that are made, a lot of sin that is com committed, is committed out of fear? Look at times when fear took over or had control over your life. That's usually a time that you made some of the worst decisions that you made in times of fear. That's why Christ is trying to overcome that fear our Heavenly Father truly loves and cherishes us. They're called to turn to Him and go to Him with what our needs are. To turn to Him in great times of sorrow or anxiety or fear of turning to Him and allow His care for us to sink so deeply in us that even though something may be fearful to us on the outside, it isn't creating fear in us on the inside. Fear so often is used to manipulate or control people. If someone wants to try to get control over people's minds and hearts, so often they use fear. And sometimes they project that fear onto God and say, God is the one who's going to destroy you. And Jesus gave us a whole different picture of our Heavenly Father. Fear 
no one, fear nothing. If you're to fear anything, fear the loss of the love of God, not on God's part, but on your part. Um, all those forefathers here, would you ever stop loving your children? You might get angry at them, you might get upset with them, but does that ever stop your love for them? And if it's so difficult and almost impossible to destroy a father's love for his children, how much more difficult or impossible it is to destroy our heavenly father's love for us. So as you as human fathers know what it is and how deeply you carry your children within your heart, maybe fathers don't say it that often, but know the heavenly father's love is even greater than that. God bless you.